uh, click-through rates was three times as high as the product ads. Uh, they brought their CPA down 35%. Um, so overall, the numbers are great, but also just the uh, what it did for them as a brand and recognition-wise was huge. Listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. All right, everybody, we are back on this fine Friday afternoon. We have another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast where we kind of dive into, you know, what's working, what isn't working, and some nice financial tips. We got your host today, Dylan Carpenter, in the house. What is good, everybody? And we have a very special guest behind the scenes of some big-ass brands when it comes to awesome video production like, you know, trysnow.com, Truff Hot Sauce, and a very specific client we're going to be talking about today, Imperfect Produce. Now, if you've seen these guys, they slang on ads. Of course, we're dealing with Mr. Kia Zomorodi. Hopefully, I didn't slaughter that too much. But man, thanks for jumping on this. Hey, of course, man. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. So, I mean, the brands you work on, everybody's got to have seen these ads at some point. These bad boys are spending, shoot, six figures, man. But go ahead and give everybody a little bit of background of kind of how you're attributing to this, you know, and what y'all are kind of doing over there at Bacon and Eggs Media. Sure. Yeah. So my personal background is I've always been kind of into video making as a kid. I was always doing kind of the sketch comedy stuff. Uh, running around with a camera throughout school, college. We were doing these college videos. Uh, a lot of stuff, a few stuff went viral. can't say a lot, but definitely back in the days, it was exciting. And then got into programmatic ad buying at an internship uh, while in school in San Francisco. So, um, yeah, we were running all this content for brands, uh, spending you know upwards of like 100, 200 grand on these campaigns with these terrible creatives. Me and my partner were just like, man, you know, we've been doing this video stuff. We make really funny, great content that people love. Why don't we start making this stuff for brands and, you know, start making commercials out of it? So uh, that's what we started doing. And at first it was very just branded, funny videos for uh, companies. And once we started media buying for it and seeing what worked, it kind of transitioned into what it is now, where we make uh, entertaining, engaging videos are informative. Uh, they sell and they work really well in uh, the media buying funnels. Oh, yeah. And I mean, shoot, when it comes to acquisition these days, that's the key to everything. So I mean, with these types of videos, they're just so disruptive. And my gosh, I feel like they got to flood the gates with new customers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they're fun to make, but they're also disruptive. They are eye catching people remember these ads. Uh, they want to watch it, they want to share, it. they want to buy from it, most importantly. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to this rich ad segment today, this one's going to be pretty juicy. It's from an awesome, you know, brand called Imperfect Produce. And y'all may have seen these ads, but I mean, we got a guy who's inked up, piercings, you know, looks like he could have just walked off, you know, a freaking, you know, prison almost more or less. But, you know, he's kind of diving into these, you know, produce that are just very odd shapes. I'm assuming that's kind of what the biz is all about, more or less. But, Go ahead and kind of dive into this video for us. We're going to have this in the show notes for everybody to check out. 
you've probably seen it, but go ahead and you know rip it apart for us, Kia. Yeah, so kind of how it came about, we were we were working with them to just this was like one of our early projects, and they they just wanted like some very clean product videos, uh, you know, just something to show the brand. And then what they do is they sell imperfect produce for a discounted price. You know, things with like like eggplants with like arms coming out of it or something <laughs> a little bit weird where people don't normally want to buy them. Uh, so they came to us. We're doing the the we were planning out a normal product stuff for them. And we're like, hey, you know, we should do a funny spokesperson ad. And they were kind of hesitant about it, but we had pitched them these crazy ideas. And one of them was uh, originally it was like, hey, let's get this like intimidating Terry Crews type guy who's just like big and jack talking about like how much he loves produce. So, you know, just catch people off guard. Um, and we had all started auditioning people for this role. And we got this guy, his name is Quete. And uh, you can see in the in the ad, he's uh, he's just pretty much like this cholo dude. Uh, he's this Mexican guy, nicest guy in the world. But he basically, I mean, the ad looks intimidating. It opens up on this guy who's tatted. And this this actor was just in the tax collector with Shia LaBeouf. So he he like plays all these like, I don't want to say typecast, but he gets all these roles. <laughs> so the ad opens up on this guy and it looks intimidating, but he basically like flips the switch and he's this really nice guy talking about how he loves his fruit seeds and his vegetables and you shouldn't judge uh, things by their appearance. Um, and then this ad just like completely went viral. Um, if you if you look at the Facebook comments, like every comment is about, you know, how much they love this ad, how much they love this commercial. So we had delivered to Imperfect Produce both uh, the product ads that we did as well as this one. And this one just like completely blew things out of the water. Uh, Click-through rates was three times as high as the product ads. Uh, they brought their CPA down 35%. Um, so overall, the numbers are great, but also just the uh, what it did for them as a brand and recognition-wise was huge. And uh, it's funny, our actor was telling us, like we had... There were some funny lines in there about like a strawberry summer salad. This guy told us he'd be walking around in LA and people would be yelling at him like, hey, look, it's Mr. Strawberry Summer Salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, yeah. I mean, how, how many views did this have across everything? Do you, you know, four or five, like, it had to have been a ton at that point. They had, we, so when we do these campaigns and, and, uh, there's always like the main ad, but, uh, there, and we chop up like so many versions of this. So it, I think, I mean, some of them on their own, we're doing five to 10 million. And then there's iterations of that that are getting millions of views. Um, so they had launched a bunch of different versions of this, you know, and sometimes you want to put all the social proof to one video and just rock that one forever. Uh, other times, you know, we had all these cuts and we had different scripts so I think a combined view count of probably, you know, is upwards of 20 million. Oh, man, that is that is nuts. And I mean, did y'all see a huge upstick or, or did you even kind of see these numbers of just kind of new customers or is this more of a video that went viral? Um, well, so they most of these brands we work with now all have internal buyers. Uh, so we handed things off to them. But uh, so I don't know exactly, you know, what what the numbers were as far as how many customers came in. But I know they were really stoked on it. Uh, so yeah, we're uh, we're probably going to be rocking more of those soon. Oh heck yeah! It, it's it, the same brand or same style? I think same style, probably same character. Um, it's I mean this was like something completely different and off brand for them. <laughs> but I mean as far as the uh, character wise and type of content, but 
overall, you know, the, the aesthetics were on brand, the messaging was on brand. Um, it was just a very unique uh, creative and it worked really well. So you and kind that, of mentioned it was a little more off brand earlier. Was this kind of more of a risk for them to take or did they kind of put their, their faith in you? I'm, I'm kind of curious because when it comes to these bigger brands, I mean, it's very easy to stick to the norm and kind of be boring and consistent. But this is just very, you know, complete 180, it seems like for their kind of actual more, you know, positioning as a brand. Yeah. And I mean, this was one of our earlier campaigns. And I think we, it was part of it was us just being like, hey, we're just going to bite the bullet. Like yeah. we have we're shooting this anyways. Why don't we just shoot this uh this funny ad as well and they were they were down to take the risk and it was kind of surprising because this this was the concept that was definitely the most edgy of all the ones we pitched to them um so yeah i think they just took the risk and they're like hey if it works it works if not you know it doesn't have to see the light of day <laughs> we'll just run the the clean safe stuff Oh, shit, man, this is a total rich ad here. So, I mean, for y'all listening, if you're trying to boost that click-through rate, website traffic, get some new customers, and have a killer video that gets millions of views, you know who to call. Eggs and Bacon Media. <laughs> <laughs> or Bacon and Eggs Media. Shit. Bacon. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to run with the bacon first. Oh, my God. <laughs> how, long has, how long have you been around, actually, though? Um, we've been doing this seriously for about two years. So... You know, at first it was kind of a out of college, like let's just have some fun and make some videos on the side. Um, and then when we saw the traction start to pick up, is when we seriously um, started making moves towards it and working with the ecom brands and really uh, niching down on you know what it is that we do. Because if you look at like some of our early content, we were like one of our first campaigns was for this uh, Indian dating app, and it was just a viral video about almost like a guy code type style of, you know, it was a girl talking about, you know, how did my parents find all these dates for me? Like, this is crazy. Where do they find these guys? And then it cuts to this crazy fantasy scene of like an auction. And this, and these Indian like auction man is basically selling off suitors to this room of parents. <laughs> and it was, it's really funny. They're like talking about this guy who's got this PhD and the parents are just like going crazy. They're trying to auction for this guy. So that one went crazy viral, but we noticed, you know, that's, it's fun to make these funny videos that organically go viral, but the way the landscape changes on Facebook and now you got to pay all this money for people to see your content, you know, we started transitioning and it's now more DR, you know, we also want people to, to buy the product. Um, so that's kind of where we made that move. And that's kind of where we've been for two years. Gosh, yeah, man, it's it's, it's been cool because I, I had to have seen this maybe a, a year ago, and I remember Josh from you know Try Snow posting that you know video y'all did for them as well. So I mean, I've been seeing y'all creep up on the radar more and more, and man, it's just been super cool to watch how y'all kind of grow there. Ah, oh, thank you, man. It's uh, it's been a fun process. I mean, this is like this has always been a hobby of mine. Uh, I had just I had just converted some old tapes I found as a kid, and it was crazy seeing. I did this. Uh, it was very weird, but I I put on a wig and I was like cross dressing at like eleven years old, making a hair, making a shampoo commercial for a class project, <laughs> <laughs> which was like super random. And I I totally forgot I ever did that. But I'm like, damn, that's crazy how you know life comes full circle. Making these crazy videos for a school project in like the sixth grade. Now here I am making these crazy videos, but for you know huge ecom brands. Oh, man, and it's wild. And you always hear about these stories of these badass entrepreneurs and, you know, business owners who didn't even know, but they had little subscription, you know, models when they're like, you know, having a lawn service when they were 12. And so, <laughs> I mean, it's, totally. it's, 
it's so cool to kind of see how you know it shapes because i mean yeah it goes full circle there i like but, to i like to joke around that like me and my buddy first were the original postmates or, or the original instacart because we uh had uh, these gas scooters and and we were buying groceries for our neighborhood uh so the first thing was like a, a cabbage we bought some lettuce for my mom and she still owes me a dollar for that lettuce but i'm like damn we we were the first like instacart <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i mean shoot and don't you wish you could have monetized that back in the day so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well heck yeah i mean y'all gotta go check this out baconandeggsmedia.com check out the videos they're super sick this episode is brought to you by Funnel Nash's Ad Card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out Ad Card. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, and you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your clients' ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. Now, while those are some killer rich ads, we're gonna dive into a super shitty poor ad. Now, this is one that found surfing the web. Um, it's very death oriented. Thought it'd be kind of fun for a Friday. So oh, yeah. go ahead and check out your messenger. And I want your first thoughts because this is an actual ad that's running. <laughs> okay, I'm just opening it. Guaranteed acceptance for ages 40 to 85. No physical exam required. <laughs> Is this a is this a joke? <laughs> it's the amount of things. Oh yeah, go bring it up. Bill. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So at first, I'm thinking guaranteed acceptance for ages 40 to 85. Does that mean like if you die, you can you're guaranteed accepted? Uh, <laughs> but now I'm realizing that is this like more of a life insurance plan? Uh, it I doesn't. <laughs> I thought it was for caskets to buy in the beginning, and then it kind of threw me off because we have the learn more. And the call now, so there's just so much going on, and not to mention the best part, all the watermarks. I mean, oof. That is, I thought this, I thought the watermarks are maybe like what you did to share it, but that's, this yeah, is on the actual ad. Yeah, this is an actual, yeah, sponsored ad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty nuts. And there's like um, multiple watermarks on it too. There's a Shutterstock one, and then there's Cider Productions. So they really, but I guess all the companies wanted to make sure we knew whose photo this was. <laughs> right. I, mean, I, mean, I didn't even notice that side of production at the beginning. If, you, if you're, you're hearing this right now, Sida, it's a pretty bad <laughs> ad. You know, I hate that guy, but this is rough. It doesn't, it's so confusing at first. Um, I yeah, I mean, you can't even tell what it's for. 
plan start for nine dollars a month i guess maybe it's a life insurance it's It's very yeah i mean fear sells but this isn't like (laughs) anything that's too scary or even descriptive enough to to, to tell what it is <laughs> you know i wish they honestly had the you know plans starting from nine bucks a month i think it'd be kind of funner to have plans starting at six bucks a month where you can kind of have some nice jokes about being six feet under for only six <laughs> bucks a month you know they, they should have just bit the bullet and done six bucks a month for that i mean hey you only live once right but yeah this is the definition of these very shitty ads we roast on the podcast so it's a good way to ease the mood a little bit no physical exam required. That's nice. Yeah, for life insurance. Very You can be right on the brink and you can go get yourself a life insurance policy. <laughs> Do you skydive daily? You're good. <laughs> <laughs> How did you uh, find this ad? Did you yeah, get, so were you targeted of this? I feel like Facebook's like knows I'm looking for these now. So I think about 70% I put out, I'm actually getting hit by them. But I'm in a ton of groups to where I'll just, you know, post, hey, y'all post some of the shittiest ads you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I'll screen grab those. I think this was one that somebody else grabbed. Um, but it was just so good not to roast, to be honest. So it was like it's, it's really good. And I feel like you could still do something really humorous with uh, even, even a morbid subject like this. Um, but, you know, people want to stay safe and serious. So they come out with a really shitty ad like this. <laughs> I mean, I mean you could joke about it. Oh, yeah. And I'll be 100% honest in this scenario. I have ran ads for, you know, a place that does cremations. And the amount of like, they're surprisingly pretty cool with me, you know, having funny jokes where, hey, our deals are hot, 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 you know, (laughs) I mean, if you can have fun with it, why why not? (laughs) That's what you need to do. I mean, people get they're gonna die one day, like, why not make a joke about it? Exactly. (laughs) The only downside is people on Facebook are changing more and more to where, that that negative feedback, you know, oh. super hot. But hey, tell me about it. It's going to boost my ad more, so I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> totally, and I mean that's something we see a lot too. Is is how much how the comments are different th- these years compared to prior. Uh, some content that we run, we'll start seeing like the the crazy. Uh, I don't want to say social justice warrior comments, but you know, similar that you don't get prior, and it makes you think about you know, maybe being a tad bit more safe with what you run, or at least thoughtful about it. It's getting a lot, you know, worse and worse these days. It's cancel culture. I mean, the last thing you'd want <laughs> is to have, you know, you think you have an ad that's going to be really disruptive and plot twists. It ends up offending a ton of people and goes viral yeah. on Twitter and everything. So, you know, it used to be, you know, negative feedback was sometimes good on the ads, but yeah. these days it's, it's, you know, 2020 is just that weird. It's scary. <laughs> it's scary. Well, <laughs> this poor ad is, you know, terribly poor. But let's go ahead and, you know, take a page out of that Rich Dad, Poor Dad book, dive into some more financial fundamentals, some tips out there. I know you were kind of mentioning some super juicy, you know, stuff before we even kind of, you know, went live on the podcast here or for the recording more or less. But Let's kind of dive into some financial tips. I know you have a super interesting kind of background there. So go ahead and release the beast and kind of provide some insights for those out there. Sure. I mean, so when you do these creative productions and video productions in general, they can be pretty costly. So a big thing that we learned early was you can't be like buddy-buddy with clients and be loose about invoices and payments uh, or else it'll just screw you. Um, So, you know, early on, 
we, you know, we're loose about it, you know, pay when you can. Uh, and, uh, and we were, what we were trying to do is take a lot of performance deals, you know, we'll fund the production for the right company and, you know, pay us off when, when you, uh, start selling. And we did that with a, uh, an Indiegogo campaign and this guy had this awesome product and we we're like, screw it. He doesn't have the money, but like, well, let's just fund it ourselves, which, which in theory is, is good. And we'll do it at this point. But when you're early on and you don't have the cash flow, it, the guy didn't, the product never launched and it's been two years. <laughs> so we we're just oh in the whole, God. you know, 10, 15 grand uh, at that point. So that's when we learned, you know, enough of this like net 30 when you're starting a big project. Uh, we need to make sure all of our costs are paid prior. And even now we'll charge 60% to start the contract. And we don't have, we don't have to pitch anymore for uh, projects. I think where we're at, we don't have to, you know, give ideas before starting a project. We make sure all our costs are covered because uh, productions are costly. I mean, we can spend up to 35 grand just producing these videos. Um, so that brings another thing is you want to make sure everything is budgeted to a T. And what we've, we've had this really intricate, um, pretty much video production budget template and every line item is accounted for. Um, so then when we start to do another project for a similar brand, you know, we'll whip up the last one and say, okay, so we have four grand for a location fees. We have a thousand bucks we can spend on talent. And uh, it's really about making sure every line item is accounted for, everything is budgeted for, it's estimated, even lunches. Like you, you go over 150 bucks for lunch, you gotta jot it down or else it's coming out of someone's pocket or some margin. Mm. So that was a big thing we learned. Uh, cash flow is important. Make sure you get paid ahead of time. Uh, don't be too nice with clients. Uh, and, and it's I guess you get the luxury of when you start building your brand name, you can be that way. But, oh, yeah. I mean, for these clients, do they come to you so you know, hey, we already have this in mind? Or are you pretty much coming up with the whole concept from scratch? Uh, we're pretty much coming up with the whole concept from scratch. So they'll come to us. And a lot, and pretty much we're only working on referral word of mouth these days. We don't run any ads for ourselves. Uh, we don't really do any outbound. Um, it's all referrals, word of mouth uh, from good projects we've done. So they'll just come to us and be like, hey, you know, we really liked this project, can you do something for us? And uh, and we'll go from scratch and we'll pitch, you know, numerous high level concepts to them. And they'll say, oh, I really like this crazy idea of, you know, the God of wine, which we did for snow. And uh, they'll just let us run with it. Some clients really want to be hands-on, which is cool. You know, we'll go back and forth with them on the creative. They'll have great ideas too. Uh, and some clients are just like, hey, man, just deliver me the final video. <laughs> like, I don't care what the script says. <laughs> I don't care about these lines. Just, you know, you know what to do. And we trust you guys. Like, go get it done. That's the best scenarios there. I mean, you're doing it for a reason. <laughs> it's great. And it's it's almost like when you, it's it's the more successful brands that are like that, like Snow and Josh. I mean, he understands, like, when you hire a, a big agency, you don't need to micromanage them. So that was a very... He was pretty hands off, and he was and he was trustworthy of like, hey, you guys know what you're doing. Uh, I'll I'll approve some things that need to be approved, but for the most part, you know, take it away. And he showed up on set, and we got and he he loved what he saw. He loved the idea ahead of time, and yeah, that one came out great. Now I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. It's it's kind of finance related, I guess. Um, but I mean, when it comes to a big brand like Snow versus, you know, maybe somebody who's spending, you know, 10 to 30K a month on ads, is your service, you know, 
feasible for them? Or are you really sitting on those six-figure ad spend kind of accounts there? Because um, I'm kind of curious on what this is going to kind of turn into to say, hey, if somebody's spending, you know, 30 to 50K, you know, a month on ads, how much should they be spending on, you know, creative development or, you know, video production like this? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think that's something we've been trying to come up with like a formula for. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's it's hard to come up with an exact number. But yeah. yeah, if you're if you're spending, you know, 10 to 20 grand a month, it doesn't really make sense to spend another 20 grand just to produce content. Uh, I think there's a level and once you start getting to the 30, 50 grand, um, it makes sense to spend 30 grand on a campaign. You, you need to look at your numbers and see, you know, how, how much, how, what's our ROAS and what does it have to be to pay off this campaign? You know, and, and at some levels, it's really easy. You know, let's say you're spending a hundred grand on a campaign and you're doing normally two X, um, even if the content bumps you up 2.5, you know, that's, that's uh, what, yeah, 50 K to that pays off the campaign. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we have companies come to us that spend 10 K a month and I'll straight up be like, it, it doesn't make sense for us to spend 25 grand on a campaign. Um, you would have to, and these, and the thing is the content that we produce is, is scalable and it lasts a long time. We've run, we've been running some of these ads for 14 months, so you can really stretch it out and pay it off uh, a long time, but you have to be ready to put money into these campaigns to, uh, you need to have the spend behind it. Um, to really like, these, like, yeah, to see the return and to pay it off. Um, so yeah, with these six-figure companies, it's it's super easy. I mean, even the smallest uptick in ROAS pays off the campaigns in a month and just produces dividends after that. Um, but you know, the smaller stuff, I would say anything under fifteen k, uh, you know, start small. Maybe you don't need a huge campaign, but you yeah. you can do the UGC stuff. You can do a small ten k campaign, five k content creation, and you know, get something that works, and then eventually, you know, do the big polished ad um it's also a big brand play and if and if you're not at the point where you need a huge brand play then maybe it doesn't make sense to do it right away and that's where i was kind of going to lead to next i mean for you know the individuals who are coming to youtube for their first you know video like this is it more of a brand awareness video is it more direct response is it you know something they want on the home page or something with an ads what's usually that kind of first you know huge video sure. they kind of create for yeah you may have some insights on that yeah, I mean, it's just like, hey, make us some money, make a video, <laughs> make us some money. Um, but I think it depends. I mean, there are clients that they're at the point of scaling, and they don't, they might not have the best content yet, and yeah. uh, they know they could crack it open with like the right creative. And those are very much, you know, let's make something that is very dr driven, um, and uh, and and it, it is also brandable because all these ads are in the end they're brandable they're crazy and they're weird and people remember what they are and they have a positive feeling on the brand. Um, but some of them are, you know, we want to make sure it also boosts the creative compared to what they're currently running. Yeah. Uh, but then there's companies like Snow that already they're crushing it. You know, like how much better can we do with this campaign? And those are big, you know, brand plays. Um, so you want to make something that you know people who are seeing this can tie know the product of this really fancy ad with this crazy nice house and these crazy characters and this lady who can whiten her teeth even though she's married to the god of wine <laughs> and they're memorable and also these uh when we produce these uh campaigns um they can be used on a lot of different platforms so not only can you use it on youtube facebook but but they're all going to connected tv now uh so 
that's a big thing too. You know, with with big brands who have the budget to put it on TV or connected TV, they can all be repurposed for uh, different platforms. Yeah, well, that's the best part. Is I mean, even if you have you know a minute video, you can snip that and say you know nice little ten to fifteen second clips to you know utilize for wherever you want to put it. So that's definitely a snazzy angle there. Totally, and that's kind of and at first it was you know how nice can we make these videos, um, and now it's more of you know how many of these videos can we make at you know at a at a high level at a high quality because um, you want to make sure you have a lot of different cuts of these shit man this has been super juicy well i mean how can anybody find you what do you got cooking in the kitchen next you know let's update the people yeah um i think if you just go to our site uh bacon and eggs media.com you can hit us up there you can you can email me key at bacon and eggs media.com um yeah, I mean, I would say hit me up on Twitter. I don't have a Twitter yet, but apparently it's popping again. So maybe I need, maybe I need to delete my old college tweets and get back on it. Um, so I would say just shoot me an email. Happy to chat with anyone. Uh, you know, we love working with cool, interesting brands, econ brands, direct-to-consumer brands. So yeah, it would be fun to chat with anyone. Hell yeah, man. Well, we saw what it takes to make a rich ad, a very shitty ad, and some sick finance tips, man. So much much appreciated, and thanks for jumping on today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Well, good stuff. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoorad.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment, share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, zach at funnel-dash.com, show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ad book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpoorad.com. To leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.